Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Make It Plain. M-I-P. With Masamela Mafumo. Mark Thompson. Make It Plain. Get woke. Folks, what is going on in Miami? It is one of several states that is attacking our First Amendment rights, our rights to protest, trying to thwart everything it goes hand in hand with the voter suppression they don't want us to protest they don't want us to stand in line even have a drink of water to vote it's a lot going on in all these gop states in retaliation uh obviously for what happened in november of 2020 and january of 2021 joining us today we're honored we're we're at the top we got the big person in charge executive director of the aclu of florida and he's going to tell us all about this house bill one in florida and what it's going to do to our rights down there micah cubic joins us from miami micah how are you buddy i'm doing well thanks for having me it's a pleasure it is a pleasure to have you as well so this was house bill one correct and, and that the florida legislature passed it, it, is it fully passed and and now law yes it has been it was passed signed by the governor he he couldn't wait to sign it he signed it about as fast as he possibly could you know sometimes these things uh wait for a couple of days, but uh, they rushed it down to his office the moment that they signed it uh, so that he could uh, sign it the very next day. Well, walk us through it, because there's some pretty egregious provisions in this legislation, correct? Yeah, th- this is a really terrible, rotten, no good, awful, horrible, p- pick your adjective, uh, Bill. Every last word of it is terrible. The spaces and the punctuation are terrible, too. Uh, as you noted, it, it's HB1, right? And normally the thing that you make HB1, uh, that, that sends a symbol, right? It's a signal of the thing that you think is the most important, most vital, most critical thing to do. So you might think right now that while we're still dealing with the pandemic, that that, that might be the most important thing or dealing with healthcare or education or the economy. Uh, and you would be wrong because for them, for the governor, Ron DeSantis, the most important thing to do 
was to effectively criminalize peaceful protest. This bill says that if you go to a peaceful protest, you can be one of a thousand people, just show up at a rally with a sign, uh, exercising your First Amendment rights. But if three folks of the thousand show up and, and someone somewhere decides that they're disruptive, maybe they throw a rock, maybe they're just loud and noisy, uh, the police can decide that the entire event is a riot, that's the word they use, and then arrest, charge, convict, punish all thousand people who were there, right? You don't have to have done anything. You don't have to engage in the disruption yourself. You just have to be present. It's as though uh, if you went to a bank, right? You went and were cashing a check at a bank and a bank robbery happened. Well, you, now suddenly you're guilty of bank robbery just because you happened to be there. Because uh, it, It's nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, honestly, Micah, and just from my own experience as an activist, the doggone police sometimes send provocateurs to our demonstration. So they could easily send someone to pretend to be disruptive and then they could use that as a cause to arrest all the rest of us, couldn't they? Oh yes, absolutely, right? There, there's no, the, the, the language is so uh, fluid that they, frankly, you might not even have to have a, pro, a provocation at all. The, the cops could just decide that the event is disruptive uh, and therefore decide that it's a riot and, and convict or, or, or arrest and charge folks who, by the way, then are not even eligible for bail. Uh, the bill specifically says that folks who are arrested on these charges are not eligible for bail. In the state of Florida, you can kill a person and at least be theoretically eligible for bail. This bill says folks who are arrested on, on these charges aren't even eligible for bail at all. And they have, this, I noticed they have this other terminology too. If it's not a riot, it can be deemed mob intimidation. That's right. Which apparently just means marching in a group. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you could, so that's a, you could be charged with that crime, mob intimidation. I've that's never, right. Yeah. It's a, it's a new crime that they created, right? This didn't exist before uh, because we already, for example, have laws on the books against threatening people, which is what intimidation is supposed to be, right? We already have laws on the books against throwing rocks and violence. We already have laws on the books that cover what those crimes actually are. Uh, and so, uh, they created new crimes so that they can make people so frightened to show up, right? If you don't know what's going to happen, if you don't know whether you are going to be blamed for something that someone else did, if you don't know uh, if you're going to be blamed for mob intimidation just by walking in a group by the street, uh, you're going to be frightened. Uh, and that's the goal, to make people so scared that they don't even show up in the first place. Amazing. Um and and it also protects those who would harm protesters too, right? That's right. I mean, uh, again, this bill is is really disgraceful uh, from beginning to end. And yet, I think the single most despicable thing about it uh, is this provision that you're referring to, which says that if you are a passing motorist and you decide that you are frightened by a group of protesters, you can run over those protesters with your car kill them and not be held civilly liable. Not liable at all. It's just galling to me that the very thing that folks are in the streets protesting for now is greater accountability, right? They're calling for greater accountability, especially from law enforcement. And our legislature's response to that was to say, let's give people greater impunity instead. 
that that's a disgrace. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you all about the All Revved Up podcast distributed by GBH. The All Revved Up podcast explores the intersections of faith, politics, and culture. It's bi-weekly, hosted by a frequent guest and friend of the show, Make It Plain, the Reverend Irene Monroe and the Reverend Emmett G. Price III. Both of these reverends, these revs, hail from different Black faith perspectives, different generations, different parts of the country, and even different sexual orientations. Yet they come together to talk about all the issues of the day in a very different way. You'll enjoy it. Listen to the All Revved Up podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll take a break and come right back with more MIP. And it's it's almost self-contradictory. On the one hand, you want to punish a whole group of people for one person allegedly disrupting, but you want to reward someone who would disrupt a protest by driving through um, a, a group of protesters. I mean, what is a greater disruption? Uh, so, so they get to, you know, one disruptor locks us all up. The other disruptor, oh, that's fine. They can just run over you. Um, it, it's as if it's almost as if it's an endorsement of what happened to Heather Heyer. Like it's saying, you know, hey, we like that kind of thing. Yeah, run over people. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, we've seen it's not speculation to say that folks will run over pro and we know who they are, right? We know who the folks who run people over are and we know who the folks who are getting run over are, right? Uh, and you're right that the legislature is essentially saying that it is encouraging, is, is blessing that kind of behavior. And that is really an abomination uh, and, and nonsensical, right? But you can't make sense out of nonsense. And there, there is plenty of nonsense in this bill. And also they, they want to protect their Confederate monuments too, right? That's right. So in case you uh, were left with any doubt whatsoever about whether this bill was just steeped in racism through and through, uh, they, they go ahead and make it a little more explicit for us all uh, by saying that, again, we're going to create a, a new, more harshly punished crime for defacing of uh, of monuments. And although it just says monuments, they were very clear when they were talking about it that what they really meant was monuments to Confederate soldiers and Confederate generals. Uh, again, we already have uh, laws on the books about vandalism. That already exists, already has existed for a long time. Uh, what they say now, though, is that this is a, an extra special kind of vandalism that we want to punish more harshly because we don't like the target of the vandal. We don't like that you're making a comment about racial justice and the Confederacy. And so we're going to punish you for speaking in that way. Yeah. Now, notice I'm noticing something else in history. Well, a couple more things. Um, there's a, a, a doxing is now a crime. Correct. And, and so what is the purpose of that, too? If someone wanted to expose someone misbehaving against the protests of the movement, they're saying if you expose them, that's a crime also. That's right. I mean, again, there's a there's a clear through line here. Right. Which is all about uh, harassing folks who are speaking out in a particular way. Right. They're not worried about doxing of progressive activists. Right. What they're worried about is someone uh, saying that a police officer, for example, engaged in police brutality and now having that public. Yeah, yeah. No one should be subjected to actual harassment, right? But harassment right. is different from accountability. Right. Uh, right. And what folks are calling for is is accountability. Right. Uh, right. And again, it's very clear what this is about. You know, the governor says it's about law and order. It's about 
you know, suddenly uh, on January 6th, he decided that it was necessary because of the coup attempt that happened in Washington. Well, that only makes sense uh, if the governor invented time travel and forgot to tell us about it because he introduced the bill in September, right? You, you can't introduce something in September 20 that's justified by January of 2021. And when he introduced it in September, he told us very clearly that it was because he did not like the protests that were taking place over the summer. He didn't like that folks were out in the streets calling for racial justice and calling for police accountability. Yeah. And he said at that time he wanted to essentially make it harder for folks to do that. And so everything that you see in this bill only makes any kind of sense if you interpret it through that lens. Like, what are the things that we can do to harass protesters for racial justice and Black Lives Matter? What can we do to make it so that they're afraid to speak out? And that doxing thing, what are those? And one more, the governor would have authority over police budgets. And, and obviously that sounds like a reaction to calls to defund the police, which mostly have meant reallocate budgets in places where it can be more helpful. We, don't, we need mental health experts. We don't need police people be calling the police when there's a mental health issue. But he would now control those local city and county budgets, wouldn't he? Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's remarkable for someone who's talked for a long time about how local people supposedly know best and the government should stay out of local decisions. Uh, again, he only believes that when he agrees with the decisions that those local governments are making, because the bill does say that those local city councils, county commissions, your elected officials, right, folks who are put there by the people, takes away their decision-making authority and says they cannot reduce police, but, right? We're not even talking about uh, zeroing out, right? Because nobody's really talking about that. As you pointed out, when we say re defund, it's, it's reallocating to things that will address real public safety and real community needs. And the governor says, no, you can't do that. You can't move money from police into mental health. You got to lock it in forever and ever and ever. Uh, and if you don't, if you try and change it, we'll punish you. Uh, which, again, is criminalizing people for having a different view than the governor does. How um, much of an advantage do Republicans have in the legislature in Florida, Micah? Uh, overwhelming. So they have they don't have super majorities, but close to it uh, in both the House and the Senate. And. You know, I, I think the bill was passed on a largely party line basis, with one exception. There was one very brave uh, state senator, uh, Jeff Brandis, from over in the St. Petersburg, Tampa area, uh, mm -hmm. who voted against the bill because he thought that what everyone was saying about it was right, that it was a violation of people's First Amendment rights, uh, their liberty, and that even if he disagrees with protesters, and he often does, they have the right to be there. They have the right to express their view. More MIP after this message. Is there any redress for the population in Florida, for the citizenry to repeal, recall? I mean, what options do we have to fight it? So, you know, I think at this point, a lot of folks are, are looking at what the options are. There is a lawsuit that uh, was filed by a, a lawyer last week. I think there are other organizations that are looking now at the options about whether to pursue litigation or not. I think it's clear that the bill violates the Constitution. It's brazenly, wantonly unconstitutional, illegal, and wrong. Uh, so I, I do think that that is the path that this is likely to travel. In the meantime, you know, I think it's important for folks to not 
to not let the folks who want to silence them win. Uh, be aware of your rights. Know your rights at a protest. We have some great materials on our website uh, about that so that folks can be informed. But, but don't let them win. Don't let them silence you. Don't let them frighten you into not speaking up for truth and justice and things that matter. That's what they want. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I think that's the redress in the meantime is to not let them have that victory not let them have the silence that they seek, uh, but instead continue to hold people accountable and speak up. I, I'd say I'd ask you about constitutional issues, but man, I don't know if we want any, to take anything as far as this Supreme Court <laughs> is right now, you know, because they're not, you know, they're they're a bunch of baby Ron DeSantis, so to speak, or maybe he's a baby uh, <laughs> uh, uh, one of them. Uh, <laughs> I don't know one way or the other. <laughs> They're all clones, all in the same family, That's the, right. same, the same bloodline. Well, we know the uh, ACLU is uh, always doing great work, and I'm sure you all are going to be following this very, very closely and um, um, legally and actively, whatever may may happen. But but this is this is really kind of scary. You're saying people can just run over protesters, one, and then you're saying anybody can be disrupted. And we know everybody. Listen, you all, I've been telling everybody. Micah, don't watch the movie Judas and the Black Messiah like it's fantasy. That's real. And throughout our history, even today, we see it today. Folks, have you ever been in a protest and there's some weird person that shows up and they're just being disruptive? A lot of times that's an undercover police officer. You know, what, what J. Edgar Hoover had in place in COINTELPRO is now standard pattern and practice in many local police departments. We see it here in New York all the time. So they've set it up. So that if we're having a protest in Florida, they can just send somebody to be disruptive and then blame all of us. And then we find out later that that person might be a, 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 an undercover officer. Right, Micah? Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's why this sort of provision that makes you responsible for other people's behavior is so plum crazy. Right. I mean, yeah. we, we don't say that about any other area. You know, right. America's supposed to be the land of personal responsibility. Right. You're responsible for yourself, not what others do. Uh, and all of a sudden, uh, they introduce this provision that makes you responsible for something that someone you've never met, never seen before, who's acting crazy uh, at an event, uh, does. Uh, it, it's not right. Lastly, Micah Kubik, one of the tweets from the ACLU of Florida described this legislation and said that it harkens back to the Jim Crow era. Talk to our audience about that and inform our audience about why historically this is very reminiscent of Jim Crow. Yeah, I mean, I think there's no doubt about it that that in every possible way, Governor DeSantis would like to take us back in time. I'm not really sure, honestly, whether he wants to go back to 1961 or 1861 or 1761, right? But, but wants to go back, made it clear from the beginning who the bill was about, right? It was about targeting racial justice protesters, just as they did uh, in the Jim Crow era, just in the civil rights era, when they used the tools of law, they dressed it up in fancy words, they passed uh, statutes, they had grand debates in these beautiful chambers of in-state capitals, right? That were really about using the tools of the state to stop people from speaking out for racial justice. That's straight out of the Jim Crow playbook. Using uh, law enforcement to intimidate folks, to stop people from protesting, straight out of the Jim Crow playbook. Elevating, amplifying Confederate memorials, memorials to folks whose only notable contribution is uh, articulation and advancement of white supremacy, straight out of the Jim Crow playbook. Uh, 
blessing violence against folks, blessing non-state but individual violence against folks who are calling for racial justice straight out of the Jim Crow playbook. Uh, and then pretending like those of us who say that it's out of the Jim Crow playbook are the crazy ones that we're just making it up that it has nothing to do with race, that they just want law and order straight out of the Jim Crow playbook. Every bit of this bill uh, is something that you could have just as easily seen in 1955 as in 2021. Uh, and that is why it is a disgrace and a dark day for Florida that any of this got through. They may want us to go back. We ain't going back. We won't go back. Yeah. Well, just like you said, he, he would he introduced in, in September and then used January 6th for an excuse. So he obviously likes going back in time and adjusting <laughs> to fit his needs. Um, what can listeners do to help you all in Florida and get involved? So I think the best thing that folks who are in Florida, right, make sure that your legislators still hear from you. Just because they passed it doesn't mean that they don't need to still hear uh, from you to know that you don't support this. Uh, if you're in Florida, again, go to a protest. Know your rights. Go to our website, aclufl.org. So we have know your rights materials there so that you can protect yourself uh, at protests. But don't don't let them frighten you away uh, from going. Uh, and then if you're in other parts of the country, know uh, that bills like this come into a neighborhood near you real soon. We know that there are bills like this that have been introduced all across the country. Uh, let's try and make sure collectively that Florida is where this ends rather than where it begins uh, and be in touch with your folks there at home to stop them from adopting this nonsense too. Amen. Amen. All right. Micah Kubik, folks, ACLU of Florida. Follow them on Twitter as well at ACLUFL. Micah, keep us posted. Let us know what we can do to help uh, and, and get more involved and uh, you all continue to fight the good fight down there. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. You do the same. Big fan. All right. Th oh, thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.